Research and Innovation Podcast. I'm Kerry Hunsworth, a Professor of Organisational Behaviour, and we're going to be talking with John Steele, CEO of Cafe Direct. It's lovely to have you here today. Well, it's it's fantastic to be here. It's um, always a privilege to engage with a university like Leeds and to have a chance to, to talk a little bit to the future leaders of our, of our world. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Wonderful. Thanks, John. And I guess the the main thing that we're going to be talking about today is how to be sustainable, how to uh, ensure that small companies can do good in the world. And Cafe Direct is a great example of this. Um, (laughs) And I guess the the first thing I wanted to ask was, well, what does sustainability mean to Cafe Direct? Blimey. Please define sustainability, Jim, um, to Cafe Direct. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, we try and do the best we can, but I think if you go back to, you know, the company was born 30 years ago and it was really a, a response to um, a crisis uh, where farmers were not getting paid enough for their coffee. So it was very much a intervention from four companies and three coffee cooperatives to try and get a fair price to farmers. So it sort of started as as being defined really as, as, as social justice was our our cause. And then I think that has very much expanded out to include climate justice as well. But from our point of view, yeah, sustainability in our most kind of purposeful definition would be about smallholder farmers and their livelihoods and the landscapes they work in. Now, we, we would still be doing things kind of in other aspects of the business, like, you know, working out how employees are traveling to work, working out how we power the offices, how our packaging functions. And those are all things you sort of feel like you need to do. But I think in its most meaningful sense, it's really about working directly with smallholder farmers to ensure that they have a sustainable livelihood and that they can look after the environments which are usually adjacent to rainforests in a way that provides a sustainable planet for us all so is that is that a is that an okay yeah. answer for you Kerry yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's great so there's there's the basics mm-hmm. the, yeah. the things that you consider the the everyday things almost yeah and then there's the the special stuff that you put a lot of attention and drive into yeah, so I think if you if you looked at, I mean, we became the first UK coffee company to be a B corporation in 2018. And if you looked at our score, you know, we, we score very highly for the way we engage with smallholder farmers and the sustainability on farm and the governance of the organisation that engages smallholder farmers in its leadership and in the ownership of the business. And I would say then you'd find us scoring where... We had to improve the the way we run our, our our little roastery in London, or the way we package our goods. So, yeah, no, I think I think it's it's important to cover all of these points. But I think personally, you really need to understand what your business purpose is and deliver against that. And and so for us, you know, it is about improving those the smallholder farmers' lives. And I think um, you know, if we focused and had, I don't know a roastery that was net positive, um, but yet we were not paying smallholders a fair price and we weren't working with them directly to 
diversify their crops or change the role of women in 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 the organization or bring on young people so that they had um you know not young people leaving the, the farm to go and work in the cities but working for the next generation of farming i think we would we would have we would have not delivered our mission really so yeah yeah so there's a a potential trade-off there across these different types of sustainability do you or have you found any situations where you've had to make a trade-off between those different There's aspects of sustainability points. i mean i it must be the case um let me try and think of some examples i mean certainly if you go back a few years ago i think that the organization would have actually made decisions that were endangering its own financial sustainability for the in the pursuit of social and environmental good so you know we we would define ourselves as a triple bottom line business uh, so you know john alkington de- defined this term where you're very much looking at social environmental and financial sustainability and the, the the management of those three different forms of capital and i think probably over many many years like many social enterprises we would have focused on social and environmental good and being quite negative about commerce and quite negative about finance but we've we've got better at getting that balance right but if you were to look over the company's financial record over say 20 years you'd find many years where we'd provided record donations and support to farmers but lost significant amounts of money i think now in 2021 we would make sure we still you know act within our financial constraints um, much more responsibly i think it's it is a balance and um you know in the 10 years i've been running the company i've very much wanted to make sure that we are financially sustainable rather than you know pursuing environmental and social sustainability without managing our books i mean the, the, if you do that you'll go bust and then you will not have set an example to anybody and you will, you'll cease to have the impact that you're designed to have so I think there's always been that tension. I can remember a few years back it being in a a meeting where some of the people in the meeting were not prepared to market some of the impact work we were doing in in Costa Rica because they wanted the money to go to the impact work. And yet the other people in the room were going, well if we if we communicate the great work we're doing in Costa Rica, it sets an example to others and it gives us more fame that will lead to more volume which will lead to more impact. And I think, you know, it's almost like you have to remember you are a business, even though you're doing lots of social and environmental good. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be such a a difficult tension to manage. It's much more interesting than just trying to make money for the few, but it does create this tension. Yeah. And but yeah. that's but that's that's a really interesting way of working. I mean it's and in its ultimate analysis, it's much more rewarding, but it certainly it makes competing with commercial business is more challenging and it makes you think a bit harder but ultimately the end result i think is more meaningful but yeah yeah well i mean the the research that we've been doing with small companies who are trying to um again do the right thing even if they're not b corps or social enterprises they're still trying to be environmentally friendly or, or work towards climate change and every single one of them has had this trade-off and has realized that they 
there needs to be um, an awareness of both the financial and the the social. It's just that the the way that they attack that problem is mm. slightly different. So um, uh, some of them have kind of forgotten about the the financial and focused just on the social, um, and can get burnt out or uh, run themselves into the ground. Others focus on the financial, and in doing the financial, they get the the social um, uh, benefits yes. coming through. And then there's a whole range in the the middle as well. It yeah. sounds like you're trying to, or you're still kind of working out somewhere in the middle. Well, I think yes, it's a it's a really interesting thing to think about, especially over a long period of time for a company, and you know, especially if you are founded in a certain way, and then you're founders move on and the, the, the kind of culture of the organization changes. I think um, I, I think utopia is to be able to deliver your mission from a sustainability perspective and bring it to life with consumers, citizens, however you want to name um, your, your target audience, in a way that provides a really distinct kind of brand and a business, but ultimately helps people to th- think, think and see in a more sustainable way. So I think um, there's always this tension where, you know, when you're competing with other delicious coffee brands, a lot of those will just shout certain kind of messages about the benefit to consumers in terms of taste and quality. And, and you know, sometimes you get tempted to say, I must play that game, but you need to engage in what matters to the consumer in a way that's distinct and meaningful, uh, that's true to your sort of own uh proposition i guess i think if you can get that nailed properly which is very difficult to do then you're in a very powerful place i think we've done better at that over time but i think we can still keep improving so that's a a really good tip then for for up-and-coming companies either b corps or social enterprises or more traditional companies um that find find your own utopia uh, and I guess if you can articulate your utopia, you're halfway there. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, different organisations are orientated different ways, aren't they? And some of them are very product-orientated and they're very much selling a product. I think we would be very much kind of mission-orientated. So we would be very looking looking back at our farmers and, and their lives and their environments. And then we still need to be able to be more market-orientated. Otherwise, you, you end up, I mean, I would have thought many smaller kind of socially driven businesses end up quite frustrated because they they know they've got something really good and they're determined for it to be meaningful but they're too um internally focused in a way you you do need to connect with the market because that's how business works isn't it and um but you know it's, it's a great tension but very easy to get a bit lost in it as well i think very easy to you know be very i mean i I've, I've over the years talked to lots of different entrepreneurs who are starting social enterprises and, and 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 so on and so forth and you listen to their story and their meaning and it's absolutely fabulous but then some of them are better at connecting that with the consumer and others are just so um driven by the meaning that almost they they miss the opportunity to scale the business but yeah yeah serious stuff yeah so Looking forwards then, if we time travelled and all of these uh, other companies that we're talking about 
were now following the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, everybody's doing wonderful things. All of the UK coffee producers are sustainable. Those delicious coffee makers aren't necessarily just selling on taste. Um, what would you do? What would Cafe Direct do? What's the next steps? Oh if goodness. everybody else is is up in that sort of doing the good things, um, well, yeah. So I mean, I suppose firstly playing that back a bit. I mean, I think if everybody was paying a, a you know a good living income kind of price, um, and then they were also reinvesting in capacity with farmers, so helping them to uh, improve the way they do business and the way they run their livelihoods, and that would be great, wouldn't it? I think. Um, I think the next thing would be then to look to move more value to the farm. So, you know, we are still sitting here in developed countries talking about developing countries um, um, in a sort of, you know, here we are in London or Leeds or whatever, um, talking about people farming in a faraway place. I think we should, rather than coffee be, for example, you know, being shipped in its raw format to a roastery in Germany or, you know, the UK, I mean, you'd want to add value um, at origin effectively. So you'd like to move the the farmers up the up the scale a little bit, wouldn't you, up the, up the, up the, up the, the chain so that, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if wherever you are in the world, you buy a finished good from the place that it orig- originated rather than you know, most companies trying to pay as little as they can for um, f- farm materials and then adding value themselves by putting packaging around it and a bit of marketing and, you know, processing it and so on. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that was done where all the blood, sweat and tears originally started on for those that are working 18, 20 hours a day on a mountain at altitude picking coffee? Wouldn't it be great if they were then roasting and packing it themselves and then um having more i guess more power isn't it really getting more balance and fairness in the whole system so i think that's that's the thing we need to focus on next i think that's quite a quite an interesting collaboration and technically it's quite complicated because you start moving different things around the world rather than just green beans as they they do yeah. yeah so it's really it's keeping that focus on social justice so keeping your your main goal your main purpose and really just driving that mission further Mm. going deeper Mm. into into your main goal yeah because it's i mean i I can't remember who was saying it about what the other day so this this will make any sense but a lot of these issues start from the wrong place don't they i mean you know i think somebody was saying to me you know whatever made the clothing industry think it was okay to destroy the lives of nine-year-old girls in Bangladesh so that you could buy three T-shirts for whatever price people are buying T-shirts for. I mean, whatever made us think that was right. But then the change process starts from that position now, doesn't it? And, you know, when when people say, oh, we're now paying the farmer a bit more money, you started from a position that's so far below the cost of production or the cost of life that it's quite... Um, it needs sort of recalibrating completely. Otherwise, you know, your starting point is always, it's like um, a multi-billionaire saying, I'm going to give a hundred million pounds like to, to something. I mean, you've got to this position where 
you created such an inequality that your starting position is quite remarkably mad, really. Sorry, I'm starting to rant now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think a rant is a good place to to end for today's okay. Okay. topic because otherwise <laughs> you'll get me started as well and then there'll be no stopping it. Oh, we could just keep moving up. We could just keep <laughs> ranting up. <Come> on. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks very much for, for joining us today, John. It's been great to talk with you and to hear the, the fantastic things that you're doing at, at Cafe Direct uh, and I hope that others that are listening to this can get some tips uh, and be able to, to use some of this information so that we can share some of this good practice. Well, it's lo- lovely to talk to you, Kerry, and it's just, I think it's just good for us all to listen to each other and, and keep trying to consciously move forward, isn't it, and adjust the things we do and try to improve. So, no, it's fantastic to get the chance to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you.